And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. All right. The Hunter Biden plea deal uh, yesterday. Let's see how some of the mainstream media covered it. This was CBS. Gene Rossi, a former Justice Department official who handled tax cases, told CBS News the failure to pay tax on more than $3 million, even though now repaid, is a serious violation. If this were Hunter Smith instead of Hunter Biden, I think you would have a very much... uh, more aggressive prosecution. Uh, Catherine Herridge, as we all know, formerly of uh, Fox News. So you would think that she would probably do uh, what we would perceive as a more fair evaluation of the situation than maybe most mainstream media. But let's go to MSNBC. Mm. And they had on actually Hunter Biden's lawyer yesterday. And they actually asked a good question. Do you have any idea if um, Hunter Biden's laptop had anything to do with this investigation? Was it used? I don't. No, I don't. I mean, Were you I, ever asked about it? Um, I can't recall being asked about it, to be honest with you. Um, but there's nothing about the the situation that's being that's been filed that has a thing to do with the laptop. Why not? I don't know. You'd have to ask the prosecutors. Really interesting. I mean, that was on MSNBC um, uh, yesterday. Uh, looking for a couple of more things here. This is uh, ABC's Jonathan Carl uh, yesterday talking about the situation. He insisted. He said, as recently as last month, my son did nothing wrong. Well, now his own justice department has entered into a, a, a plea agreement where his son has pled guilty to two crimes. Um, and and, they, and has been charged with a, with a third crime, a felony. So clearly his son did something wrong. Well, sorry there, folks, for the uh, hesitation in that audio cut, but I wanted to make sure uh, that we uh, that we got uh, um, that one in. Uh, you then had, this is on CNN, 
This is Kevin McCarthy. This is live. And the reason I'm doing this, I want to show you that everybody in the mainstream media knows what's going on. Yeah. Everybody knows. I mean, whether you want to call it a sweet deal or whatever, everyone knows what's going on and knows the questions and knows the bigger issues here, which is the influence peddling. But uh, here's uh, CNN's live coverage yesterday uh, where they actually uh, were part of of the uh, press conference with uh, Kevin McCarthy. The Hunter Biden plea deal and your reaction. My first reaction is it continues to show the two-tier system in America. If you are the president's leading political opponent, the DOJ tries to literally put you in jail and give you prison time. If you are the president's son, you get a sweetheart deal. Now, this does nothing to our investigation. It actually should enhance our investigation because the DOJ should not be able to withhold any information now saying that because of pending investigation, they should be able to provide Chairman Comer with any information that he requires. So that's the Republicans, uh, the Republican leader saying, all right, uh, now there's no excuse. There is no investigation anymore. It has ended. Now, the interesting thing is the Justice Department uh, said it hasn't ended as Hunter Biden's lawyers seem to make it clear that it has ended. Now, Mm. Republicans wondering, okay, are they trying to have it both ways, where Hunter Biden can basically skate with no jail time because the Justice Department is recommending probation here and then try to stall this thing out as simply something that was Hunter Biden. Meanwhile, that whole sweetheart deal was being talked about. And on Fox News uh, last night, Laura Ingram talked to Sol Weisenberg, uh, who was a former uh, independent prosecutor. We don't have enough facts yet, Laura, to know if it's a sweetheart deal, but it's certainly a sweet deal for for Hunter Biden, uh, and it doesn't look very normal to me at all. We don't have the plea agreement yet, or what's called the factual basis, which is part of it. So I withhold final judgment, but I can tell you uh, that it is unusual to let an individual get pretrial diversion on a felony gun charge, and Mm. particularly here, where in addition to that, you've got two tax misdemeanors that they've charged. I also want to make this point, which is he was charged with willful failure to pay taxes. That's a misdemeanor. But the felony of tax evasion takes very little additionally to prove. The only additional element there uh, is that there is a affirmative act of concealment. And under the case law, the case law is very broad on what that act could be. It could be as simple as lying to an IRS agent or filling out something incorrectly on that tax return. So uh, all of that leads me to really want to ask a lot more questions. And then the final question is, if you're going to give somebody a sweet deal like this, did you put him under oath and bring in the pro- and bring in people who might be investigating the broader Biden family issues and say, buddy, if you want a deal like this, uh, you're going to talk to us for a long time. You're going to proffer with us. Interesting point. Hmm. Did you get something out of the deal? It's something that we asked, you know, straight up to start the show today. What did he provide uh, right. to them? Right. It, it it seems, and New York Post had an editorial saying, this took five years. We knew all of this years ago. What took so long? Uh, you and I also talked about the fact of what was the scope that uh, uh, Mr. Weiss, you know, 
uh, I've heard it pronounced Weiss, Weiss. Uh, what was the scope of, of his investigation and where could it go? Mm-hmm. And does that matter? Because we talked about the fact that with the whole bribe thing that came out, the whole document, that the scuttlebutt was out there that the uh, independent counsel didn't know about this. Or excuse me, not the independent counsel, that the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Weiss didn't know about this, that his office didn't know about that the FBI was investigating the five the $5 million bribe. Our point is the FBI says that investigation was still going on, that that hadn't closed. And so if you're already looking at him for not paying uh, $3 million, and by the way, it's an evasion thing because he didn't put it on his taxes. Mm-hmm. All right? He left it off his taxes. If you leave $3 million out, <laughs> that <laughs> that in how many cases has that been used to say that's tax evasion you didn't report $3 million on your income tax. That's evasion at that point. You have to be Elon Musk to forget about $3 million of yes. income. Honestly, forget about it right? and forget to put it in your tax return. But the, the point is, if, uh, if they, uh, you know, if the Department of Justice comes out and says, well, well, we're not done yet because we're looking at, you know, that the whole possibility of the, you know, of the bribe allegation. And so we're still, the book is open on investigation, investigating Hunter Biden. That doesn't hold water because they're already, they're giving him a sweet deal on the 3 million, mm-hmm. knowing that there's a possibility there's another 5 million that he didn't report. So that doesn't make sense either. Uh, we, we had said at the beginning of the show. And, and, and how could those, not be congruent. How could it not be all part of one? Right. Well, it's the it, same person avoiding taxes. I, I, you're looking for, because the question would be, okay, is that it? Yeah. Because exactly. right. it, it right. would be, all right, it was a one-off deal. Where did the money come from? Because if there is, you're trying to see if there's a pattern of behavior where they did this repeatedly. Oh, it, even mm-hmm. if you're only looking at the tax evasion charges. And you couldn't just stop there, especially knowing what we, the public, already know. Well, again, you you can't, and I'm wondering if they're going to make this case, well, the parameters of the investigation was just this. Well, if you're investigating someone for a crime and you find another crime or additional crimes of the same thing, you don't ignore them. Right. You follow where that goes. And everybody knows that. Mm. So... There's there's a couple of things here. First off, if you have the three million, then they have the five million. You have to ask yourself, why is he evading taxes? Why is he evading those taxes when he didn't seem to evade taxes his entire life, right. except for this three million, the five million, and whatever they find in the future if they get all this? What was the purpose of doing it? What was the intent? What was the motive? And motive matters. Motive is part of our law. That's why you have uh, negligent homicide, manslaughter, second-degree murder, first-degree premeditated murder. In all of those scenarios and different crimes, somebody is dead. The conclusion is the same, but the motivation matters. And it does in most crimes. What is the motivation? 
And so if you go to the motivation of it, then you get into the influence peddling portion of it. Yeah. Just by natural <laughs> law enforcement investigative osmosis, that's where it leads you, correct? Yeah. Right right to right to that. So there's so many questions to be answered here by the Department of Justice, but I believe yesterday the perception is that the Department of Justice told the United States, the people of the United States, there is a two-tier system of justice. Go to hell if you don't like it. Excuse my language, but that's that's how I view it. There's no way. And, you know, you had the, the, the rap star, uh, uh, Kodak Black, his lawyer, come out and say, my, my client did almost the exact same thing with the gun charge. Three years in jail. Mm-hmm. We talked about Wesley Snipes' tax evasion. We talked about the the movie stars who attempted to get their uh, their daughters into colleges, mm-hmm. not movie stars, television stars that tried to get their daughters into college. They did jail time for not doing it the correct way. And so you look at this, and America is already under the belief that this Justice Department, based on the polling we've given you the last couple of days, that this Justice Department has two tiers, one for Democrats, one for the Bidens, one for Republicans. Mm -hmm. And when you take it to the point of not only this, no jail time whatsoever, asking for probation on what I believe should be multiple felonies, including for tax evasion on this, because really investigated what? Everything that you know to get to the charges from yesterday Biden either put in his book or you knew about it because, what was it, over a year ago, he paid the back taxes that he owed. Right. He took out a loan in order to do it. Right. So you know what He wasn't it is. challenging the fact that he no. owed those taxes. He was doing the opposite. No, he was, exactly. He wasn't challenging that with his behavior at all. So, you know, so what took so long? And so then the lawyer comes up and says, no, the oh, the laptop, no, they never mentioned a word to it. Well, why didn't they? Even MSNBC's asking the question, well, why didn't they? Everybody ties in Hunter Biden, that $3 million to influence peddling, which, again, is what the laptop was about. Well, and that's it. You look at where the money came from because that's going to tell you why he wasn't reporting it. Right. And if that's the case, then there could possibly be more. I don't know. Just out of the thin blue, five million. Well, and and then you see Comer comes out of uh, his uh, meeting yesterday uh, with the FBI. They redacted. He said half of the documents that he wanted to see. Says I couldn't get anything out of it whatsoever because right. so much has been redacted in those particular uh, in those particular documents. Right. Yeah that the FBI finally admitted they had after not admitting that they had them for a significant period of time until Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they had to tell them, we've seen the document, we know it's in it. Right. So you look at this here, and it is really the most blunt action I've ever seen in my time covering politics from the Justice Department saying, screw you. We're a two-tiered system of justice. Deal with it. You peons and Republicans, you get one form of justice. 
the Bidens get another form of justice. Yep. And, and if ev- you don't like it, tough. Right. And everyone knows it. Everyone. Yep. Yeah, every Democrat No, they were knows spiking it. the ball. Yeah. Yeah. That's over and over again and confirming and, what everybody believes and proudly boasting about it. And the why? Well, when I see somebody like Andrew McCarthy, who's not a conspiracy theorist, say, well, obviously they did this in such a blunt way. So Trump people will go, well, obviously everybody knows it's a two-tier just system of justice. We'll elect Trump again. Trump will win the nomination. Mm-hmm. They'll lose the election. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats will continue with their corruption. Yep. When an Andrew McCarthy writes that, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Yep. But that is, at the minimum, the very minimum, the perception that was, and they knew that was what they were throwing out there by doing this. They knew they were throwing out the perception that we're a two-tier system of justice. We are a corrupt justice department, and we don't care whether you know. Well, look, the indictment's coming down on Trump days after his arraignment. You drop this, and then you get the ball rolling. Tell me it's not by design. 866-90-RED-EYE. The worst thing the drought plague Southern and Central Plains needed. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says on Monday. We saw some all-time temperature records set in the state of Texas. With examples including. In San Angelo, in the central part of the state, 111 degrees. And that tied an all-time station record that had been most recently set way back on July 29th of 1960. At 111, also setting an all-time June record for San Angelo. Plus a record 115 degrees Monday in Laredo, Texas. An extension of that heat into the Central Plains and beyond into the Western and Central Corn Belt is producing near or at triple-digit high temperatures. Impacts to those areas, which recently received rains, include negating some of the benefits of that rain, bringing renewed stress, not just to rangeland and pastures and summer crops, but it's also increasing stress on livestock. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed. Brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find Great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CP Red Eye to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. It's Friday Radio. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Okay, I want to play this audio cut. This is Jonathan Turley yesterday, constitutional law professor, uh, a Democrat on Fox News, talking about uh, the uh, plea deal. So this plea deal does have all the uh, makings of a, an avoidance of any jail time. But more importantly, it was an evasion of the more serious allegations facing Hunter Biden and the Biden family. So it is historic in the sense that the president's son is going to plead guilty to criminal acts. It is going to be uh, very controversial for critics. I think for many, this is going to look like you ticketed the getaway driver after a bank robbery. You know, many people view the influence peddling allegations Mm -hmm. as being a very serious form of corruption with potential crime, and he's going to plead guilty to relatively minor tax and gun charges. I think one of the things you're going to see, and it started yesterday when you saw the statement from uh, Biden and uh, the, uh, the the first lady was, you know, he you know he's had his troubled times, whatever, mm-hmm. and you know now he's recuperating as if this is all just drug related. That yeah. this was just right. that this had nothing to do with the wider scheme and expect that to be the narrative coming out of Democrats yeah. Yeah. on a consistent basis. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what you see over the next week, because Republicans are, I believe, are going to be vicious here in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. They're going to be pounding on this big time. And he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. I just want to play one more audio cut. This is Eric from uh, uh, CBS News and Catherine Herridge here. Just her analysis uh, of it. And the interesting point is we've played a ton over the last half hour of mainstream media outlets and their coverage of this, including CNN and uh, MSNBC. You Mm. can see by their reporting and the questions are asking everyone knows the fact that you know what Hunter Biden, the plea bargain was about, is leaving out the fact that the money that he got was for influence peddling the president. Yeah. Everybody knows it. So everybody's got questions. So nothing on the laptop, nothing on. Because remember, the laptop is about the influence peddling. Yeah, that's what it, that's about. That's right. what that's when Bobulinski came about and the different uh, the different business partners of Hunter's, uh, uh, you know, came out and so. Everybody knows what the tie-in is, except apparently the Justice Department. 
But here's Catherine Herridge. I can tell you, having covered this for several years now, that this is likely to be a very controversial plea agreement, especially with Republicans on Capitol Hill. Over the last few years, not only in the House, but in the Senate, their investigators have raised very serious questions about these business deals with Chinese nationals, as well as this Ukraine energy firm, Burisma. And then more recently, we've had whistleblowers come forward. An IRS whistleblower spoke on the record with CBS News as well as whistleblowers from the Justice Department have gone to Capitol Hill complaining that this investigation has been slow-walked and that standard investigative procedures have not been followed. So this may just be the beginning of the story in many respects. Here's a question that I have. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know how this goes, and this is, this is a legit question that just came into my mind here as I was listening to that. This goes before a federal, a federal judge has to approve the deal. Yeah. The federal judge knows what we know. Mm-hmm. Will the federal judge ask any questions? You know, you know, you uh, the FBI, from what I know, the FBI is still investigating the five million dollars. Why would you give a plea deal? Because that's the question we have. Why would you? And this is based on the fact of even if the there was a limited scope of the Justice Department here to just look at Hunter Biden and whether he paid his taxes and the gun charge. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go any further because it all leads you to influence peddling to begin with, but it also leads to a judge asking the question, why would you give a plea deal? I'd ask the question if I was a judge. If the FBI says that, the that the investigation is still going on since 2018 on this alleged bribe that Hunter Biden took for $5 million, and the FBI isn't done investigating it yet. That's been made clear in news reports I've seen. Why would you be so willing to give such a sweetheart deal to somebody who has admitted that they, and it all depends what's in there, that they committed fraud not to pay taxes on $3 million of income. If the FBI, the Justice Department, is investigating another $5 million in a bribe that after all this time they can't figure, they, they have not been able to uh, come out and state, no, there was no bribe. Why would you be so willing to give this deal? What is he giving you? What is he offering in return? Yeah. And that was brought up by Sol Weisenberg, the former independent counsel. Well, what'd you get in return for this? You know, you do a deal for what reason? You do a deal because you're like, okay, we got a pretty good case here. Let's not let's not use the taxpayer dollars. But well, because you can't offer up, you can't say, well, we're trying to save. Uh, the the public, the American public money here. That's kind of laughable, it being a Biden. Um, but you, but because then you would say to the court, and we believe that with this deal, uh, the fact that the subject uh, avoids jail time, um, we don't see that as a risk because there is not a, a risk of repeat offense. Well, actually, you're still looking into it. Well, and and I would state this, 
you know, as, as not the judge, but as Republicans today, I'd come out with this would be one of my statements. The Democrats were insistent in, in hiring over 80,000 IRS agents to go after people for not reporting $600 worth of income. Mm-hmm. We're spending hundreds of billions of dollars. Those are regular people. Mm-hmm. They didn't hire these agents to go after the rich. They lied to you. Yeah. The whole thing about the reporting and uh, Venmo and the other apps, the, the, the apps about reporting income is to go after unreported income as little as $600 from regular folks. And the $3 million would equate to 5,000 regular folks. Yeah. Five thousand well, of those six hundred dollar transactions. That, that would that would be the point. If you wonder about the Democrats and a two tier system of justice here, the insistence of going after, uh, of going after you for small amounts of cash. Yet here it is, three million dollars, where you of where you don't put it on your income tax, right. which by the way is fraud. Mm-hmm. I believe it's perjury, right? Isn't it? No, it's not perjury. It'd be fraud. Yeah, that'd be fraud. Mm-hmm. And and so it's it's fraud at that point, and it's like oh, slap on the wrist. Yet they're coming after you. I'd make sure because that's the thing. That's the that's what the American public is looking at. I think that's you know uh, number one, you're rich and you don't pay your taxes and you really don't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Another point the Republicans, strong point the Republicans have would be on the whole gun issue. Democrats claim they care about people, you know, and 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 uh, illegal guns on the street. Yet here was an illegal gun on the street used improperly, fraud to get it. Nothing. The charge will be dropped. And don't give us this whole thing uh, that it was. Uh, what do they call it? The, the uh, something try something and try. It was. Uh, oh, I can't think of lie and try. Lie and try. Mm-hmm. It wasn't lie and try. It was lie and succeed. Because that was the first thing that came out from Democrats. Well, on these lie and try cases, no, no, no. That's where you fill out an application wrong, but you don't get the gun. Right. They don't prosecute that heavily. This one, he lied, got the gun. Mm -hmm. And then used it improperly and disposed of it improperly, as we all know. Mm -hmm. Secret Service had to go and get it. And so, you know, why the two-tier system of justice is something you push heavily, and especially if I'm uh, if I'm working for the Republicans, you look at uh, the polling from the last couple of days. Eighty-three percent of the public wants that FBI document given to James Comer, including seventy-four percent of Democrats. This is about this is about two things in the just the Bidens alone. Hunter with one, Joe with the other. Two things Americans hate more than anything. Politicians and the elite and the family of politicians who don't have to pay their taxes and evade taxes to the point where if you did the same thing, you'd be in jail and they skate and they walk on it. And the other one is influence peddling, where a politician uses his position to get money in order to give favors to other countries. And in this particular case, with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, 
It's an alleged $10 million bribe between the both of them in order to do things for a foreign government mm-hmm. or a foreign entity. Yeah. And that those are the things that Americans really hate. And yeah. so when you yeah. see that and when you see where the D- Department of Justice has gone, I don't know how many people we played some of these whistleblowers, but the FBI agent that sat there and said, I just, I had to come forward. I could not, I could no longer sit in a schoolyard taking down license plate. I'm an FBI agent. There's no damn reason for the FBI to be in school parking lots taking license plates of parents complaining because the schools are teaching the racist critical race theory and and the insanity of the liberal activist transgender movement. And the FBI agent said there's no reason to be here. I don't have a place here. We don't have authority here. There's no crime that's been done here. No, we're monitoring these people. Why? Because important liberal school institutions are communicating with the Justice Department to attempt to punish people and opinions they don't like. Well, the DOJ made it clear. If you're a parent showing up to one of these meetings, you're a terrorist. We'll come after you. Hunter's going to go free. He owes no debt to society. And, of course, he owes no uh, uh, parental duties or uh, child support to his daughter, apparently. He gets to skate free. Well, apparently there was a deal done on that one. Yeah, right. I heard 5000 mm-hmm. Yeah, We'll see if he... Where's he going to get the money? Oh, wait! It is, but this is over and over again, the two-tiered system. You're, if you're the, if, if you're any of the Bidens, how many are there now? I think there's four or 500, last count. Then you're going to benefit. And we're going to play the game our way. And if you don't like it, as soon as you get upset about it, we're going to confirm it and spike the ball in front of you. That's what happened yesterday. That's how this went down. This is a Merrick Garland, Joe Biden move. They're high-fiving each other. All right, uh, uh, quickly here, latest update we have on the uh, the Titanic submarine. Uh, the uh, search continues this morning. There are right now uh, roughly five vessels on the scene. I say roughly five because there there is report that, that a privately owned a vessel which is a deep energy, deep water energy company that owns this vessel, uh, is is helping. They're kind of assisting here uh, in in maneuvering and and getting through this uh, rescue effort for the Titan submarine. This is the submarine that went missing on Sunday evening. Uh, this is a a company that basically sold seats on this submarine for two hundred and fifty thousand each. A CEO and founder of OceanGate, the company that that made the sub- submarine and, and took it down, is uh, is on board this craft, along with four others. And it went down. The idea is that it, it uh, takes about two hours to go down to the wreckage of the Titanic. They spend a few hours down there 
uh, being able to look at it up close and then about two hours back to the surface. And that uh, Sunday evening, they lost communication with the submarine. Yesterday, they were able to detect noises. There are a lot of noises that come out of the ocean. But they said this at least gives them hope that they could and should keep looking. Now, they went to the area, in fact, concentrated their search yesterday, on the, according to the U.S. Coast Guard, on that area where they believed that noise was being generated from. Earlier reports said the noise, the pinging or knocking was happening about every 30 minutes, and it was consistent. Uh, they don't say at what point it, or if at all uh, the noise was no longer detected. They haven't said. So they are ramping up, and this morning there are five more vessels on the way. They don't believe they'll get there any time today. But there is roughly 24 hours, maybe a little bit more, of oxygen on board that craft as they continue the rescue efforts here throughout the day. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. Well, CNN poll out. Joe Biden's favorability uh, rating drops to the lowest of his presidency. This is from yesterday, 32%. I haven't seen a number that low since uh, the one polling service, uh, let me see, Civics, yeah. had him at 32%. Mm. They have him now at 39%. Now, on job approval for George W. Bush, I was looking back in September of 2008, he got down to 31.9% in one poll. And when was that? In 2008. That was at the end. That was the, the end. Oh, the end. Okay. But where okay. he was, they compared it on the RCP average, by the way, job approval. And Biden is the lowest out of Obama, George W. Bush, and Trump. And Biden, Biden is the lowest for being in his third year as president. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.